We have returned. We're back. Bailey and Harper, episode 25, quarter century. Can you believe we're that old? I mean, when you put it that way, uh, I've lived 38 years, so yes. Yeah, probably so. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Welcome back. Once again, we have uh, had to fire up the machine here because we were already deeply entrenched in conversation. <laughs> conversation. So uh, there's a lot of snow in Texas. Yes. And and we did want to talk about that because there's there is so much to say about that. And I know you're on like a whole Ted Cruz thing. I'm just looking at like pipes bursting and, you know, people having to boil rocks. To, or you know, It's insane. These I mean, They're having to do things in Texas they never thought they'd have to do. Never. I mean, it does not snow in Texas. Well, it gets ice, but it doesn't like snow and stick stay for a right. long time. That's not what they're built for. I just think it's crazy. So, yes, let's start the, the snowstorm thing because, to me, it just continues to die. This story just continues to get better and better. All right? The fact that Texas has its own little power grid, like they are technically not under the go. I don't even understand it. Like, how does this – first, how does Texas have that? Right. But, and then their grid being behind. Like, they haven't kept up with some of the things that they should have been doing. So, it was technically I, – I, I don't, but I don't think you can ever be prepared for a snowstorm in which they got – if you live in Texas, yeah, that would be I, like I having it. Alabama to be ready for a snowstorm. Okay, it's, I get it. I get it. It's a hundred year storm. It's super cold. It, it doesn't get in the single digits and all that in Texas. That's under. I think we all get that. But can we also say that uh, climate change is real? Well, yeah. Can I, we say that? Like I saw snow in the desert, bro. Uh, you really want to get me started? <laughs> you really want to get me started on this? No, I'm just saying this. No, no. Well, I'm glad you we, did, though, because I, I'm joking. But like Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, was on TV the other day. Uh-huh. And, and I just happened to have it on, I think, live when he was talking to the Fox News host or whatever it was. Maybe no, that's what it was. YouTube TV has that news stories thing where you can cycle through news stories from all the different networks. It's awesome. So I use that. OK. And so I see Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, doing a Fox News interview. And he starts talking about how and this is hilarious. You know, this is what the Green New Deal is going to look like, folks. This right here. Wind turbines frozen up. We can't even get the wind turbines. To- the Green New- Te- First of all, Texas has been completely controlled by Republicans for about 20 years now, 25 in some cases. But they've, it's a Republican state. Okay, so unless they themselves in the last 25 years have written, introduced, and voted on Green New Deal policies, and I'll – spoiler alert, they haven't. Okay, so <laughs> – how, what, what it, why is that reflective on the, the Green New Deal, A, which I don't think is completely, uh, you know, bulletproof by any stretch. But my point being, they're like, well, the wind turbines work. How about that renewable energy for you? Well, you know, it turns out all they would have had to do is winterize the wind turbines, you know, because in places like Iowa and Canada and the top of the Swiss fucking Alps, they have wind turbines that generate a whole lot of energy for ski lifts and all sorts of shit. So pardon my language. I'm getting worked up. But the point is, Greg Abbott goes on Fox News and he's like, oh, this is what the Green New Deal is going to look like for you, folks. And then he goes on local news interviews and never mentions it once. So what does that tell you? It's all political. And, and, and like you got oh, one so state. Oh, so that's what that was. So oh, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't man. do that on local news. No, 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 no. He did not. He did not. Oh, and, and he's I, just I wasn't for the crowd. I wasn't aware of that until I saw some local Texas reporters saying it. But I mean, it, but it's just in, it's just reflective of like just the inge- the disingenuous, insincere politics at a time where there's supposed to be just nothing but people reaching out to help. Right, right, right. A state Trying to help. that is I not mean, equipped for that. People stuff. are struggling down there. It is not good. Like you were referring to busted pipes. Like, the water, like, you can't even, the water's not good anymore. The irony, the thickest. Of the the whole state. The thickest irony in all of this, again. How big, Texas is humongous. Texas wants to be on its own power grid, not on the national power grid. They, They, you know, they might even secede. They think about it all the time. But as soon as there's this disaster, what do they need? What are they calling for? Federal aid. 
right? So you don't want to be a part of the federal power grid, but you want the federal aid when something goes wrong. There's something that doesn't add up there. I think we all know what it is. So it's just, uh, but anyway, have you seen the pipes bursting and the ceilings exploding? I mean, yeah, these people I would, are in I would, trouble. Uh, Kyle, but I'm going to throw this one more thing at you I'm, before I let you off your high horse. What? Now, my high horse. <laughs> I'm on a high horse. You're not on your high horse, but I'm up there with you, too. It's all Thank good. you. Appreciate yeah. it. On our high horses. There we go. Um, the, the, the fact that the um, – let me put my mascot back up. <laughs> he fell a little bit. Um, the fact that you, you look at the, the way in which the, the, the power companies, the gas and oil companies, it, it's so big in Texas. Do you think that um, because of that – Yes. Okay. Yeah, the answer is you, yes. Do, okay. It's Texas. Fossil fuels are king. Oil's <laughs> king, man. They run everything in Texas. <laughs> they do. They that's do. why you know. That's why Texas A and M, you know that it's oil money. Well, I mean, they have Austin, to. Oil, all these places and things are built from oil money in Texas. Yeah. That, they're yeah. the biggest influencer of politics. It's in not the state going of Texas. anywhere either. What's that? Oil's not going anywhere. Well, not anytime very soon. No. But no. but it has to because again, like you're talking. Well, about, we're just running out of fossil. You you mean that's fossil fuels? Well, are for real. sure. Like yeah. you're talking about oil is Texas. Where I'm from, it's coal. You know, okay, my, my yeah, gr- yeah. both my grandfathers were coal miners. My dad was a coal miner for a while until he decided, yes. fuck this, I don't want to be a coal miner anymore and did something else. Right. It's, it's dangerous work. It's hard work. It's dirty energy. And mm-hmm. it's finite. It, it's not going to be here forever. Yeah. And a lot of it's gone. You know, the, the way the mountains have been cut off, it, I could go on for days. But right, like, right, right. It, you, we got to change. Yeah. And that's the, the last year. And you're getting me started. I told you don't to get me started here. <laughs> last year, the Department of Homeland Security and the United States Army released their own report on the effects of climate change. And they deemed it the single biggest threat to the United States. Not 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 environmental scientists, not tree huggers. You know, not not the United States Army and the Department of Homeland Security released that report. They said in the next 50 years, if we don't do anything. 600 million people will become refugees. And that's to say nothing of the, the erosion, uh, of the heating of the climate, the loss of clean water, all that stuff. This is the United States Army and the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. They don't really, they don't panic often. They don't really. Uh, I mean, they're supposed to be able to handle anything. They're tough to get the, to change their minds sometimes. Like yeah. they're telling you this is a big deal. And so, yeah, I mean, it's. It's real. You got all right, now you, now you can go. All right, go, go. Are you ready? You got that I'm good. I just, Thank I just, you. You know what? I do feel better. I know. I do I know. feel better. Like, it, it's the biggest thing like that we face. And, and I, I don't understand how some people don't grasp just the simple notion of if we don't have clean air and clean water, then none of this other bullshit matters. Man, I look, man, I, I want to be able to raise my kids. I want to live to, like, 80, 90, 100 years old, bro. Like, that's what I'm, that's my goal, man. Right. Like, I was just talking about so, it last night. I want to live to be, like, 115 years old. I, I want to see bro, 2100. Don't you? I mean, yeah, that'd be really cool, Kyle. How cool would that be? I was born... I mean, that'd be really cool if I saw that. That'd be really cool. I mean, I, I can't say we're going to get there, but yeah, I mean, I'd I mean, like that'd to try. be really cool. But I'd like I to mean, have the opportunity to try. Dude, I, dude by 2100, bro, the, my only di- we better be in flying cars by then. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if we're not in flying cars, I'm disappointed. Okay. All right. No, I, I well, what was I reading? I was, because you know, like the old sci fi from like the 50s and 60s and 70s, a lot of it like accurately predicted things that are happening now. Man, how cool was it that, you know, you used to be able to try and talk on a watch, right? Like, right. that was, like, so far, like, right. man. And now we not got only I- just a cell phone. Now we got Apple Watches. But, like, a watch. Like, to be able to talk into the watch. You have one? You have yes, one, right? Yes, I do. I need to get one because I was, I've been, I wear the Fitbit, and this has been good enough. But I was reading something the other day about that, that it literally saved some people's lives. Well, because it, if it was tracking, I guess, it, their. Yeah, yeah, your heart rate and all that other stuff. Right. It does a lot of different things. I mean, naturally, when it's. 
Right. It's on you all the time. Like it alerted some people before they had heart attacks or well, strokes and things like that. Well, I guess you can probably set all that up. Mine's not. I think I think my wife trusts me enough I need to get not one. to die. Those things are cool, man. Well, time. okay. Now, before people are going to think this is going to be like an entirely political podcast, but it won't be. I, but you, this dude wanted to talk about. I want to talk Cruz. about it. Yes. You want to talk about Ted Cruz? Thank you. That's I where know it all you started. Did. Texas. I, know you I believe we'll start this. So I told you this thing had a whole bunch of layers this dude to it. Dipped out. He did. <laughs> he dipped out, man. <laughs> I think the worst. Look. So I. So I. Text one of my homeboys that's living in Dallas. I said, bro, how you feel about one of your senators going to uh, Cancun when, like, the rest of y'all, like, stuck? He's like, bro, he was like, real talk, I ain't even fucking mad at him. Just like all the rest of these rich people, they all left town, too. He just worked for the government. He's like, all of them did it. He <laughs> said, he said, he said, only reason I'm even still around this mother sucker is because I got to go into work. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, but everybody was out there just trying to do whatever they could. And so, but the fact that he's a, a sitting senator, when your people need you the most, bro, you have to be there. There's no excuse for that. The, I just felt, I just felt the fact that he blamed his kids at first and said, well, they had to do this. Like, you can't put your kids in any type of conversation. Like, you don't do that. That's why would you do that? He blamed it on his children. Yeah, that he was blamed it cool. on his kid. He just wanted to be a good dad. He just wanted to be a good dad. But then, like, then take credit. You know what I'm saying? You blame it on them, then you take credit for it. Like, dude, I'm being a good dad here. One of the, probably, I'd say, two or three biggest crises in, in the modern history of Texas. And he dips out. He goes to Cancun. Did you see the, that it, somebody uh, leaked his wife's text messages? Yeah, that was, then, that was another bad look, too. Oh, man. Like, first of all, you got to But then he tried to clean it up. Like, man, I came right back. Right. I came right back. I came. I was just going to go and then come right back. I just <laughs> wanted to get them settled and then come right back. That's all. That's all. You made do. it all up. Like you, you're. But then the text messages really ended it because the text messages said, "No, we're going to stay a whole week and blah blah blah." It was freezing here. We just want you know. I'm like, bro, it was bad. Like was you were bad. either the going. Text messages like that you're either was going funny. and that you don't the, care what deal. people think. You're either going and you don't care what people think, which is bad enough. Or you don't think people are going to care, in which case you're an idiot. And <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. That means. If you didn't think people were going to care, bro, you are living way too privileged of a life. Like you're not even looking at the people around you or who you're supposed to represent. Like I'm not even ups- I'm not even like angry or upset about it because it's so predictable because that's the political class. And I'm <laughs> and that's that is a bipartisan thing too by the way because I've seen a whole lot of people on the other side oh, yeah, yeah. you know it's, doing it, a whole lot of things just like they're called lifetime politicians. Like uh, they're called lifetime oh, politicians. Oh yeah, 100%. But they, no, that's who they aim to be. I did think it was hilarious. And then uh, yes, it was. I watched the apology video earlier and Here, it, it, it throws his kids under the bus. <laughs> Okay, and and just didn't think anybody was going to be bothered by it. And, and look, some people are too mad about it because again, you could have seen it mad. coming from a mile I, away. I told you how when my boy reacted when I asked him, he lived. I'm like, I I, I was actually my I was my jaw kind of dropped because I couldn't believe that he thought he could do it without anybody making a big deal out of it. That's hey, insane. Look, man, didn't he fly commercial too? Thank you, Kyle. Did thank he fly you. Commercial? That, that is even thank you, Kyle. That is even <laughs> more. Bowie's up there getting in line with like everybody else, like they don't know who you are or something. You're flying commercial. That would be like me playing football, being a starter, or or you know, if not the star quarterback, because he's not the star of government, but he's up there. He's right. a known person. Right. And then uh I'm out in the club. Like Johnny Manziel. Like he go out to Vegas and like not ever think he's going to be uh noticed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Like no, nah, man, I got a mask on. I'm in the airport. Nobody's going to recognize me. Did you Did you what? see what his, uh, his – I think I told you what his why alias was. Why did he buy commercial? Did that would it? be – why? Did you see his alias? 
Because you know his, na- his name. Is, his name is Rafael Kyle, Ted this Cruz. Is getting worse, his Kyle. name is Rafael Cruz. So his his alias on the flight was uh, so it was R dot Crew. They just took the Z off of Crew. It was R dot Crew, which I guess you could get away with, except you're flying commercial and people know what you look like. <laughs> you look like a tiny little political Wolverine. I mean, nobody, everybody knows what you look like. You're Ted Cruz. <laughs> it's insane that this dude thought he could just you know sneak out to Cancun while everybody else is freezing their asses off. Yeah, and nobody would notice. In the same Houston uh, airport is everybody else. You're just in there. You're just going to get out of here. All right, so before we get – let's bring the uh, blood pressure down. Did you ever get any big snowstorms in Alabama when you were a kid? I had – so I never saw – I saw snow once my whole life growing up, and that really? was in third grade. I'll never forget. I mean, I saw it one once. time. One time. How much did it snow? Bro, we got uh, a few inches, man. We, we made like a, a small snowman. Was there like a state of emergency? Yeah, declared? but I'm no. Yeah, man, we shut everything down. Oh, yeah? I mean, the, like for it to actually snow and stick, like in more northern Alabama, it'll snow more. Mountains and stuff. Well, yeah, like Huntsville, right. Birmingham, but I live below Birmingham. So, um, but then we got snow one time, third grade. I never forget. I put on all kinds of clothes. We played. I wanted to play in snow because I'd never been in snow my whole life. So I was like, we played out there all day long. It was fun, bro. And then by the next day, it kind of all melted away for the most part. Still a little bit of ice, but um, that was it. And then I didn't see snow again, Kyle, until I was playing football my freshman year. And we went to Nashville to play Vanderbilt late in the year. And it was snow on the ground. Damn. The second other time. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I was like, what, 19? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, we, like we got snow regularly as a kid. Uh-huh. I, I didn't like it. I, did, I didn't well, like it. If, you, you like if, snow, you, if you're around snow a lot. You love it? It's okay. Brendan loves it. I didn't like it. See, if you're around snow a lot, I think you almost kind of like, oh, I'm good with it. Yeah. Like, once you see it. So, but see, the thing about where we grew up in the mountain, like in the Blue Ridge Mountains, that whole mountain range, I'd say just southwest Virginia, eastern Kentucky, east Tennessee, northwestern North Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, like in Boone, Boone, North Carolina, App State, they get a lot of snow. Right. And so, it, but we, we would get some winters where we would get just hammered with snow. But then there were some winters where I was playing golf on New Year's Eve. Right. You know, so it, we just, it was kind of inconsistent, I think, every year. We'd get some big blizzards. We'd have some winters where we barely got anything. That's what it seems like now, but it seems like, all right, well, it didn't snow all year long. Then all of a sudden, dude, it just freaking, the, we just had an Arctic, they call it an Arctic blast. Right. Right down the heart of our country. Right. Uh, that's just like frozen everything from tech, from like Mexico. Because it, it was like below Texas, too, is right. where it started. And then it stretched all the way up through Canada and the East Coast. Man, I, I couldn't. My wife is from New England. Mm-hmm. I could never do it. We FaceTime her parents. I don't understand it. They, I'm not a cold weather when person. When we FaceTime, dude, they're out cross-country skiing in four feet of snow. And they love it. It's their thing. Like they, that's, She loves to snowboard, to ski. Man, I wasn't built for that. I, mean, I, I like it. I heard but snowboarding was kind of fun, though. Now that I'm not playing football, I would like to maybe – we did a spring break trip. I may ski first before I snowboard. I feel like a skiing, I got a better chance to stop versus a snowboard. I feel like, bro, once I'm gone, I'm gone. You're gone. Yeah. That's okay, correct. Okay, okay. So you do <laughs> snowboard and ski? Yeah, okay. See, I've been on both one time each. Okay. We were supposed to go on a spring, dra- or spring break trip to Fort Lauderdale with a bunch of my fraternity brothers. It fell through. So we threw a trip together at the last minute, and we went up to Snowshoe in West Virginia uh-huh. and did five days up there. They were all like very expert snowboarders i didn't know what i was doing right. so i'm up there to have a good time drink party all that stuff they we go out i say i'm gonna try it i rent some gear they leave me on the bunny slopes and they go off to do their thing like you'll figure it out you'll be fine and you know once you yeah. do we'll come meet you all right fine 
It's me and the meanest 13-year-old little girl you've ever met in your entire life on the bunny slopes. <laughs> she is heckling me as I'm trying to find oh, and figure so out how to snow. Up. Oh, my. She's heckling Dude, me the whole time. so messed up. And she's carving it up. Like, she's bored. She's waiting on her parents. She's watching me fall and, and can't figure it out, and she's laughing at me. And I fell down. Did the you say something to her? Well, I had to because <laughs> I fell down on my face one time. <laughs> and she looks over at me. She goes, why are you so bad at this? <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Well, I've never done this before. And she was like, yeah, it, it can, it, I can see that. And, like, she was nasty. And, yeah. I, and I was like, all right. So I got motivated by it, right? And so I'm out there for, like, 45 minutes, and I'm, fi and I'm not good. But I figured out I'm athletic enough to figure out how to make my way down without killing myself. But then they dragged me on a, on a real slope. Not a really hard one, but a real one. Kyle, man, I think that was good of you, man, not to say anything, you know, too mean to the young I mean, but part of me lady. was laughing because she was, I mean, it was funny. It I was mean, funny. It was true. She was mean for a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, but it, would, it hurt my feelings a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, but I end up like, I go down the first one, the second one. The second time, what do they call it, yard sale? I think that's what it is. I couldn't stop. Didn't know where the ski lift was. Too late. Lost everything. Thought I had a concussion. Went to the bar. I was done. <laughs> I was done. That's it. I spent the next three and a half days at the bar watching everybody else. Hey, man, that, that sounds like a freaking explosion, huh? <laughs> like, just everything went? Is that what that was? <laughs> it's horrible. It was an it explosion. It was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> like, I would try it again. I just don't like snow that much, man. I never did. Uh, Snowball fights were fine, but, like, I didn't want to be – watching snow fall is cool. Outside of that, I don't need to see it anymore. I'm so, good. Kyle, that reminds me of this fullback we had at the Saints. All right, he was there for just a second. He was, uh, what was his last name? Eckle. Eckle? Oh, yes. Yeah, so he was with us in the Super Bowl year. Literally, he played like one game, dude. And he was like always talking trash. And one, uh, not ever all my teammates love this guy. He's like really big head, like this <laughs> fullback guy. Now he's and it's always the funniest story because I can, he stands out because, dude, they threw him the ball one time. At their end zone, like they threw you the ball, right? Full yeah. back to the flat. We're going to talk about that again. Awesome. I, no, we're not. I'm just putting, <laughs> it, putting you in the place, all right? Full back to the flat at the goal line. It's always freaking open. Am I right, Brendan? Play action. Full always back. open? Uh, always open, bro, because the linebacker has to scrape over the top to try and get there. Like, unless they're ready for it, it's always open. So it's your first read. It's your first read as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you got to get it out. Boom. So throw it to him. He catches it. Dude, he's got, like, Two yards to get to the end zone, <laughs> right? Linebacker meets him. Blah, explosion. <laughs> Dude broke. I mean, he had three different injuries, four different injuries from one hit. What? <laughs> I'm not lying. Four? Four injuries. What? What were they again? Dude, he had an ankle, a knee, oh, a, God. A, like a, a oh shoulder, God. and like one other. Dude. I'm not lying. So, hold on. So, I'm glad you said that because I, when somebody asks you the hardest you've ever hit somebody on a football field, you usually talk about the Marshawn Lynch hit, right? No, no, you no. You don't? Because no. I was wondering about that. No, no, no. The hardest I've ever hit somebody or or have I been hit? Well, I, the, first of all, the hardest you've ever hit somebody. Like, thought you might have ended them. So, I felt like I hit other people harder, but they always got up. Oh, that's disappointing. The one time I hit somebody and he didn't get up, or a couple times that, that's happened, <laughs> um, I later found out I, uh, I, la uh, I um, lacerated his spleen. Who? <laughs> uh, it was a wide receiver for the Bears. I forget his name. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> he lacerated his spleen and then forgot his name. Well, I used to know it. Um, I kind of forgot it for Oh, no, a I'm reason. just saying that adds insult to injury that no, you lacerated man, I mean, the man's spleen and then so forgot it, his name. You know what it was? So all week long, we had this blitz. 
So, Greg, we were on Blitz and Nickel, and under and it was Jay Cutler was a quarterback. And um, Chicago's answer, it was, uh, well, I think it was Mike Martz was the OC at the time. He's the guy who yeah. used to be with the Rams, right? Yeah. So they didn't have like a, a, a blitz adjust. They would just throw hot to right behind the nickel. So, okay, so that's, that's their answer. So I got this guy that's going to be like coming hot. They're going to just throw hot, throw sight to him. So I'm just going to sit off for like about, about 13 yards and just try and run through this guy's chest. Like I practiced it and practiced. And I'm like, bro, if they throw this ball, I just reacted to it. And my boy Courtney Roby in practice was like, bro, if this is their answer, he's like, bro, you're gonna like, you're gonna hit this dude. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and put my face in his freaking like, <laughs> yes, I am. And he was like, bro, he's like, bro, this is not, I don't know if they're gonna like this. Cause we would like make sure we showed the blitz early. I know what I'm waiting on. Like, I'm gonna react to it. And so we did it, they threw it, and I freaking tattooed this guy like my whole shoulder pad they slowed it down too it's like boom i exploded through this dude i had my neck hurt after the like d when i did it but like i had to get up because like i can't be hurt because he was still down so i gotta be like you know i'm still gotta be tough you know what i'm of saying of course right my right. shit hurt but don't hit me on my head or nothing afterwards <laughs> but i did just but that was the worst that's all I want to talk about myself. No, that, well, no, that's okay. But I, I got to ask you the other one now because I, there's a second question for me that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Because now I want to know who's hit you the hardest. And now I'm also wondering, is this the reason you might hate interior offensive linemen as much as you do? No. So interior offensive linemen never, like, hit me. Okay. I always look out for them. Brandon, like, this man despises interior offensive linemen to, like, an unhealthy degree. First of all, no guard. I mean, a tackle might be able to get me, unless the best guard. I respect some of the best guards. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I do. Um, but anyways, and Ryan Khalil blocked me downfield really good one time. He did? Yes, he did. Okay. Like, that's why I give Khalil a lot of credit. So then who hit you the hardest? Uh, who hit me the hardest? Uh, I wouldn't say I ever got hit hard like that in the league. I, oh, really? I, no. Um, I, I, I remember one time uh, Riley Cooper crack blocked me one time. That would look good on film, but, like, it didn't hurt. I just okay. I got cracked. But I think the hardest I ever been hit was uh, the times I felt like I got a concussion. In high school, I had one. I'm pretty, like, I'm about a thousand percent sure that was a concussion. Okay. Um, I went high low on a guy. I was playing defense, and I went low on this guy to try and stop him for fourth. Like, just trying to beat him to the thing. And my boy went high, and his knee hit me in my helmet. And um, – yeah, and then I, I, you know, that was it. And then I just kind of. I feel like you're holding back. I think I am, too. I think I'm just, look. So I went high, low, <laughs> boom. And then I gave my boy my gloves because I was playing his fourth down. We stopped him, gave uh, my boy my gloves. Okay. And then they go to the sidelines. And because I was playing quarterback, they sent me the signal, like, from the sideline. And they said I just looked at him. And then they sent it again. And I was just like. And coach was like, man, time out, time out, <laughs> time out. And they brought me over. They talked to me a little bit, gave me a little smelling salt. And then I was like, I came back to life a little bit better. Got, and then we just ran. We let other people run the ball for a while. I didn't do anything. And then uh, I finished the game. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was probably one of the hardest hits. That and then in college, I got hit pretty bad. My boy Freddie Roach hit me like in the back of my – dude, I was concussed then too. Okay. All right. So there's something I do want to hit while I'm thinking about it because uh, – <coughs> excuse me. Torn ACL too, that hurt. But it uh, only hurt for like like a minute. Well. And then it was like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. okay. I've heard – yeah, similar – people have told me it was similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it never hurts, torn mine. And then all of a sudden it's like – Yeah. I've, had, I've never had it done, yeah. but I've heard that from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. The other thing I was going to ask you about, it's been a strange – I've had 
first of all, no Hornets games this week for me. Um, the Hornets been off. They got the, the Spurs got the COVID. I've That's had a big. whole so I got a lot of stuff going on this week, and I we've been talking a lot about the NFL offseason on, on FNZ on my show mm-hmm. and uh, you should here in Carolina well thank you I appreciate that but also the reason I'm so saying that so they they're ready to give away Teddy Teddy two gloves for like a bag of chips real quick before, before we yes before we <laughs> <laughs> you know what let's do that let's do that <laughs> how Is that about what you're saying yeah did you see what Carolina did today uh no you're happened? just catching up huh you've been on daddy duty all day yeah dude you hear my son around the background Trey somewhere. Boston got released that uh, happened today. That happened today. Uh, Stephen Weatherly got released, and they released the, the defensive the, end. The defensive end that came over from Minnesota last year. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, the punter, Michael Pilardi, got released. And uh, Pilardi's pretty good. Right. They should have got rid of the other kicker. Oh, well, they paid Pilardi a little money. Wednesday, they cut KK Short. Yep. Which I knew you know about. Don't thank me on the gram. That's all I'm saying. In the, the grand scheme, that, that bothers me. And, like I said, they're trying to get rid of Teddy Two Gloves. So this, this roster is going to be completely different. Oh, that's definitely happening. And I, I don't know what Carol I, – I don't know. I, I don't know. They're, they're clearly doing whatever they want to do. They are. And they also, as of today – now this is like all that number – these cap numbers are fluctuating, but they jumped into the top ten in the NFL in available Not cap this, Hold on. And, Kyle, I love my boy Shaq. Thompson, right. Yes. But if – Shaq has to go out and ball this year. They're going to try and let rid of him, too. That's what, they're, that's what their MO seems to be with this organization. I mean, they're already – look, they're, they're clearly saying they're going to trade Christian McCaffrey. That's just not like people throwing names out oh, there. Oh, I'm not sure about that. If it's not for Deshaun Watson, I don't that's think – That's what McCaff- I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay, for that. Yes. But I don't think Houston wants him. I don't think – I think they like the player. I don't think they want the contract. And so I, I don't know how that's going to work. But I, I will say this. You know, they, they just jumped into the top 10 in projected salary cap space for this coming season with what they did today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's only like $32 million somewhere in there. So, it's, I mean, it's not enough to go crazy like the Jags and the Patriots are going to do. But they're clearing up money. And I think they're going – actually, I know they, they're making a run at Deshaun Watson. I, don't, I, don't, I think they're going to be the most aggressive team in going after Deshaun Watson. doesn't mean they'll land him, but I, they're going to – they want him. They've zeroed in on him. Let me ask you this, though, because I've been wanting to ask you this question. Because you I know, think you, he's a great player. You know how players talk better than I do. Uh, there are a lot of people who have texted into my show on FNZ and said, well, wait a minute, why would he come here? Because he's tight with Cam, and you know he knows how they treated Cam, and he's seeing them right now give Teddy Bridgewater the cold shoulder. But it's more specifically the Cam stuff, you know, that he saw how they did Cam on his way out the door. There's no way he'll ever come here. Because I don't know that I – I'm sure there's some truth to that. Maybe he didn't like it, and I'm sure they've talked about it. Yeah. But I don't think that's, that alone would be a reason he wouldn't come back to the Carolinas. Um, uh, no, yes and no. The, 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 the correct answer is no. Would you be aware of that? Would you be weary of some things, maybe how everybody treats you? Maybe you want to try and reach out to Cam, ask him about his experience. And I also think Deshaun Watson – I, I don't know if he has a trade clause in his whole deal. I don't know if he has any kind of say so in where he goes. Uh, his wish list, whatever, I do not understand that. I don't know it. Um, but I, I would say that it would be on his mind. But at the same time, if you're willing to give up that much, you clearly want me here. Yeah, I, I, so as an organization, you want me to be the guy, and you, I'm going to have every opportunity to try and finish my career. Nobody's trading away two or three first-round picks if you're not the franchise, right, you are going to be the franchise. We haven't seen this before, right? He's 25 years old and he's forcing his way out of his current situation. I think for good reason, uh, and and he's going to. Houston be, has a lot of questions. Oh, I mean, their team president just resigned, quit that day last week. You know, 
they just released J.J. Watt. I mean, now, of course, he wanted – it was a mutual thing, so on and so forth. But still, I, I'm, not a, I'm not usually a guy that says, yeah, go, go give three first-round draft picks for – I'm giving three first-round draft picks for Deshaun Watson. He is that damn good. I, he's, he's special, man. I don't think – I can't say that I think he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but I think if you swap him and you put him on, on the Kansas City Chiefs, I think you get similar results. So, so I – he has to continue to mature and be the player that we all – know that he can be that's all it is I mean you're right I think that the sky's the limit for him I felt that way about him coming out of Clemson and I just feel good because when he was coming out of college I thought he was the number one quarterback in the class and when I saw other people talk about other players in front of him I thought they were crazy I'm like what have we been watching in college football the last three and a half years right clearly like you guys have not been watching and my one of my 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 college roommate Charlie Pepper told me about Patrick Mahomes he said he was one of the most impressive things to see on tape, like on tape. Yep. Because of his arm strength, his ability. He said it's really tough watch because it's all over the place with this offense, and they don't play defense at all. So he's always having to score like 50, 60 points. It's it's weird, but the talent's there. So, um, with all that being said, I just I think it would be a great opportunity. I don't think when you get a franchise quarterback, you can't let him go. That's also why Houston's like, bro, why would we just let this guy go? Because clearly drafting quarterbacks, it, there's no real science to it. Did you see the stat now that Wentz got, just got traded? Because I think Which one? All, the quarterback. Oh, over that, 22? All, over 22 in so first-round quarterbacks. All first-round quarterbacks drafted between 2009 and 2016. Zero of those 22 are still with their original. And that number's going to go up. Daniel Jones is not going to be in New York probably two years from now. You don't think so? Uh, probably not. I mean, I don't. They're not winning enough. I mean, they're not going to get. They're, they're so impatient. It's not up his there. fault. Well, here's the thing though. Dave Gettleman, he's he's been on. I I thought his last leg up there for probably a year or two. If they don't win next year, he's gone. And if a new GM comes in, he's going to bring a new coach, a new quarterback. They're going to start over. So I mean, that number is going to keep going up. Man. Hey, oh, not, not, Giants, not, man. Wait, hold on, not not Daniel Jones. I mean, that's what am I thinking? I think I got another one. No, no, no. But that, he is that right? No, he was drafted after 2016. There's another quarterback I'm thinking of um, that, that, that's going to add to that number. I'll think of it. All right. I was right. wrong about it. But, but the point is, the larger point that you're making is that these young quarterbacks, a lot of the time, are not panning out, and they're not staying with their original teams. Jared, no. Jared Goff was on that list, obviously, yes. and others too. You said numbers a second ago. Um, did you see the dead cap number that, that Carson Wentz is carrying? It's the, the biggest dead 33. cap number, 33.8. And golf was the one before that. That's insane. But why did they – look, man, they paid these guys. They, that's what they want to do. You get, all you got to do is have one good year as a quarterback, man. It's crazy the amount of money and, and things that are going on. And Some of these GMs are so desperate, though, because – They're all desperate. They're right all now. so desperate to be able to, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this. Instead of having like, all right, look, this is a real game plan. What is really winning football, right? Like, who do we need to win football games? Mm -hmm. And you have to bring more of those guys in with the right type of attitude, personality, to help you bring together locker room to promote the right things in winning football, like winning culture. Winning, right. is, winning is a whole culture. Like, that's what winning programs do. It's the culture. Man, that's nuts. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about it's it. It's not coaches. It's not – you know, the coaches that come in that think it's all about them, you soon fail. Yeah. It is a player-driven league. That is what the NFL is. The best teams are the ones with the best players consistently. The best quarterbacks, because the quarterbacks are really important position, but you got to have a good O-line. You need a, you need a, a opportunistic defense. You need a good punter. Like, 
Tampa Bay's punter almost cost Tampa Bay early. If, if Tampa Bay's defense was not playing good, Tampa Bay's punter in the Super Bowl was really freaking shitty. <laughs> shitty. Oh, my and as a punter, I'm over here watching the game, cheering for the GOAT, and I'm like, dude, this punter's about to make me lose my mind. He's going to cost him the game. You can't give Kansas City short fields. Anyways. You're on a uh, tangent right now. I was because, you know, these specialists, bro. They got you? Man. Them and, and – well, I like interior offense. I like guards. You like guards. The center, bro. The okay, center last – but the, I want to go back to Deshaun real quick because you made the best point a minute ago. When that draft happened and it, mm -hmm. like, it like became clear that Trubisky was going to go first and that, you know, Watson might be – They traded up to get him. I, I mean, I, I was screaming into the radio. The Bears, I was screaming I, at the TV. I'm like, I'm, I'm screaming at Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper and these guys. And I, I don't remember their exact order of picks, but I'm screaming at these guys. That you're supposed to know more than me, and we can all see that you're wrong. You're supposed to know more than us, and we can all see that somebody's making – lots of somebody's are making a huge mistake yep. by not drafting Deshaun Watson. Like, I, I thought he was that special. And Houston, I mean, they, he, they won games a lot of time because of him. You know, but it, like he was winning games in spite of his own organization and head be, coach. I also wouldn't be surprised next year if Deshaun has a down year, no matter where he goes or ends up at. Just because, like, what he did last year was really special, especially for the amount of – the lack of – um, stability he had around him. Yeah. All right. So sometimes when you're free, you put up a lot of stats, but it doesn't really equate to wins. And maybe sometimes when you don't score as many points in basketball or somebody else, but you win more games, I could see that happening uh, for Deshaun next year. Like when it comes to just pure numbers. Okay. And, you know, and, and Patrick Mahomes at some point in his career is going to have a downturn where he throws a couple more interceptions than what he normally does. Like that always happens. If he comes here to Charlotte. It will be. I mean, think about that. It'd be huge. Do they get to keep Christian McCaffrey with him? Uh, I doubt it. I, I would. The thing is, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. You'd like to think so. I would love to see that. I would love to see Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey in the same. Can you imagine how much fun that would be? Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore out wide. You know, I mean, you. I don't know. Draft a young tight end, but just Deshaun and, and Christian McCaffrey in the same backfield. That would be a lot of fun. So, how about Carolina give up? Like, I don't even know. I. I don't know if I'm Houston, man. I'd have to have so much. I don't know how they can't mend this relationship. Like, what if I told you that I thought that Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey? Uh, it's tough because he doesn't play the same position. But like Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey gives me like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek so Hill type Teddy of vibes. Teddy Two Gloves, They're not man. the same player. I know Teddy Two Gloves, dog. What? So we just give him away for a bag of chips. What? Did, what are they doing? See, I don't know. Because you, you hear, you know, you know Teddy. I didn't get to go to a single game because of COVID last year, so I don't know Teddy at all. I would have, you know, at least been able to interact with Teddy had I been in the stadium this year, but I didn't get to know him at all. So Look, I, man, all I, I hear like, I like Teddy. I like Teddy. I do. And the thing is, is if you didn't know what you were bringing in for Teddy Bridgewater or what you were expecting, or I don't understand it. It's just really weird. I'm not going to get into it. Carolina Panthers as an organization are going to do what they're going to do. Um, that has been seen. They want to run it their way. Uh, Coach Rule, I don't know him personally. I've met him one time. Um, they're clear. I think he has his uh, hand in whatever's going on and has his opinions about what he wants his direction to go. Um, and they just brought in a new GM. I hope it works. I do not know. As of right now, I, I just – I've not seen a lot of college coaches – have a ton of success their first go around into the NFL, just jumping right in and trying to do it 
I, I don't even want to say their way. I don't know. Because when Matt Rule talks on some interviews, he says one thing, but then another thing happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how do I take him at face value for uh, – you know what I mean, Kyle? I think right – for me right now, you know, I, I, it's been a weird year. I mean, I, I really, I mean, you go back because all that started with him back at the combine last year. Right. You know, like, I, I didn't ask him the questions. I didn't ask him to answer anything. But nobody's But I just able, know about what he tells uh, when he gets in front of Mike, what is said or what I hear. That's his voice. Look at this. I mean, Roman, I just saw this for the first time and I don't mean to like divert us here, but I just looked down. I was checking ESPN.com to see if there was anything that had happened because that's. I got a tick in my brain. I do that too much now. But uh, top headline on ESPN right now, Panthers release three, increase cap space to $28.5 million. That's the lead story on ESPN.com right now. Yeah. Because everybody's looking right here in Charlotte and saying, are they gearing up to make that run at Deshaun Watson? And, you know, is that what's about to happen? Damian Woody and all these guys were tweeting earlier today, like, hey, look at the, they're clearing up a whole lot of cap space right now to go try to get this guy. And so I was just thinking about it. Deshaun Watson, if this were to happen, Deshaun Watson's the quarterback of the football team. LaMelo Ball is the point guard of the basketball team over there with the Charlotte Hornets. David Tepper is the, the wealthiest owner in the NFL, and the owner of the Charlotte Hornets is the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, all of a sudden, you've got, you know, some really influential people, four really influential people, all within about, you know, ten blocks of each other in uptown Charlotte, North Carolina. That yeah. would be pretty awesome. You, yes, it would, Kyle, but you still got to win. You got to bring in some oh, chips. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that, that's what really sells. But, but I mean, you, you – No, you, I, I like the power moves if, if Tepper's going to make this happen. I don't think you can give up enough for a franchise quarterback. He's going to be here. If you get Deshaun Watson, he's going to retire here. Like, unless he – like, unless something crazy happens, like, he's going to retire here. Yes. In the next 10, 15 years, this is going to be – who it is. So there is no amount or value that you can put on that. Right. Like everybody knows that. That's why they, everybody goes crazy over a quarterback in college and all of them whiff all the time. That's why, because when you get one, it's that precious. Um, it's, it's, you know, so that's just, I don't know if you can put a value amount on it. If it does happen, I'd love to see it because I live here in Carolina. It'd be very exciting. Um, cause I've seen this city when they have a franchise quarterback, they go nuts and it's pretty freaking fun. It's pretty awesome. I mean, and anybody who hasn't seen it, just go to YouTube and look at the 2015 NFC championship. I game. was there. He played in it. It was insane. I mean, the, the atmosphere that night when, when Carson Palmer got hit that final time, I mean, that, that place it, erupted, man. I'm glad they did. It was a good night. It was a really good night. I mean, I wasn't even there, but I've watched that video probably about 20 <laughs> times. I haven't, but it, it's it was it was. A it's good a, it's awesome. It's fun to watch that stuff, man. It's really, but I think that'd be cool. Again, Deshaun Watson, Lamelo Ball, you know, richest owner in the NFL. Michael Jordan owns a basketball team. Can we? I mean, you brought him you up. You want to talk about a sports power structure? That's how you get one built, right there. Yeah, man, no doubt. Now let's talk about the hottest thing going on and what you're talking about. And what? Since you brought him up, Lamelo Ball, dude. Dude, come on. I know this is not on our. We're not going to talk about it. You're, but we, first of all, address him by his proper name. Oh, sorry. NBA Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball. <laughs> Address him by his proper name. NBA Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball. He doesn't hey. have it yet, but he's got it in the bag. Hey, he's got it in the bag. <laughs> he's got, now, let me knock on some wood here just because we can get the kid hurt. Yeah. Something. Listen, I don't want to get the kid hurt now. He's unreal, man. He's so he's much. He's got the juice. Yeah, it's funny because I do the pre and post game for the Hornets. But you know what? Uh, the, uh, quite a few scouts literally said he's the most talented player in this draft. But it was like everything else. That, like, had everybody – they were like, he's the best player. 
Yes. Well, so well, were, at now, they, well, right now, yeah, right think, now. You know, uh, the guy from Minnesota is really good too. Anthony though. Edwards is good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And uh, Tyrese Halliburton up in Chicago, out of Iowa State, that uh-huh. kid is also really tough. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there, there's all, the thing is, people kept saying, "Oh, it's a downdraft class." There's always talent it every always. single year. You just got to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we generally knew who the top three players were: Wiseman, Edwards, and Ball. But you know, there were people out there telling you, um, say, Lamelo Ball, if he had played a 35-game nationally televised college basketball schedule last year there would be no question as to who's the best player in the country right so like there were people saying that and I I was hopeful man but he's he's so much fun and he's got Magic Johnson written all over him on the offensive end I mean he's got I love his passing he is so he's I mean the passes and the things that he does already with the basketball at a young age is like okay right special right like it's a top tier like even the, the best players don't pass and see guys like he does no like, you got all-stars that don't – like. I mean, like, James Harden is really good. And James Harden delivers the ball all kinds of angles, passes. I think James Harden is one of the best players to just control a basketball. Like, this guy can just Rem- – he can run an offense himself. Remind like, me to ask you about James he's Harden. that dangerous. Remind me to ask you about James Harden in a second. But real quick, back to that. I do Hornets pre and post. And when we get to the post-game show – most nights, you're right, I'll put on Twitter something, hey, Hornets win, post-game show coming up, and sometimes I'll put a poll, hey, who's tonight's player of the game? And I'll always put LaMelo Ball in it, even <laughs> if he played like shit, because I want to see, inevitably, every single time, even if uh, Terry Rozier goes off for 40, LaMelo's yeah. got half the votes. Terry Rozier's been kind of balling. He has been balling, but Scary, every time yeah. LaMelo's got half the votes, man. He's all <laughs> anybody wants to talk about. He's got, like, we, we've been saying this, though, because you're talking about influence. Yes. Deshaun Watson... He built a great name. At, well, growing up, he did, you know, grew up humbly and, and grew to be the person that he is. Yes. He did great things at Clemson, accomplished a lot. He went to Houston. He did the right things when he first got there, helping other people, paying for things, like giving back. Like, that is what you're supposed to do. Um, and that means you, like, really dive into the community. That's how you get the people behind you. And you know, he would bring so much to this place, and I know he's not here now, and maybe he doesn't ever get here. That's fine. But the guy that is here, Melo, he ain't even got to do that. He has a following that just comes with him, like the eyeballs, like who he can be or will be. I mean, he already is. I think he, he has twice as many Instagram followers as the team, <laughs> as the Charlotte Hornets team. He does. I mean, he's, he's enormous. And at 19 years old, you would think that at 19 years old, because, like, we saw it with Tyson, with Tiger. You know, that, can, that kind of fame can crush but you. But he grew up like this. He's been like this for, like, since he's he's so 12, comfortable 13. In it. He's so comfortable in it, in his own skin. He's so much fun. That dude has more fun playing basketball than most people have fun in their entire lives. Really? Like he so, has, I haven't got to see him around like that. But I saw an interview. Uh, Will, Will Kunkel asked uh, Gordon Hayward if you had to, like, have, like, a spend the night thing or, like, a, a sleepover. Like, who would the one player you invite? He was like, Probably Melo. Yes. He's like always having They fun. all love him. I mean, Malik, like, Malik Monk, his teammate, was like, he just is – he's like, he makes us play with joy. That's what he said. Yeah. He's like, we play with joy because it's fun to play basketball when we play with him. They love playing that with is him. A, that is They're a, talking about that a 19-year-old kid, though. man. That is a great compliment. They're talking about a 19-year-old kid. So I know we're gushing about him, but, like, he really is – he's special. He looks like the real deal. He's got the number one selling jersey in Australia. Um, which came out the other day. And, uh, yeah, he's got the – you know what they call him, though? They don't call him jerseys in Australia. They call him uh, singlets. That's what they call him. So he's got the number one selling singlet, NBA singlet in Australia. Are you serious about that? I'm dead serious. 
Dead serious. I did not know he's that. So, but he's he's the real deal, man. And I think he's going to do nothing but get better. He will. And he's he's so much fun to watch. I think there was something else I wanted to oh. say, but real quick, uh-huh. James Harden. Is that what you were gonna ask me? No. What were you gonna say? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no. No, I you was, go ahead. Okay. I'm just well, kidding. I'm just kidding. What you got? I was gonna talk about your your sh- your shirt that you got on. Why? Well, hold on. I want to do the NBA thing real quick. Yeah, that's because you said uh, James Harden. I did. Did you see what Draymond Green said the other day about Andre Drummond and you know NBA called out the NBA for sitting an- or Andre Drummond because yes. he was on the trade block? Yes. What did you think about that? I agreed with him. Really? I did. And the fact that all right, well, the media crushes players when they want to get traded. There's truth to that, sure. All right. They want, when they come out and say, or like, well, they can't say they want to be traded. Anthony Davis got fined for that. So they can't say that they want to be traded, no matter how bad the team is running or any bad their situation is. They can't say it. But teams can say, hey, we want to trade this player and announce it. Or not, they don't say it, but it leaks out. Right? That's, yeah. the, that's the part. It's not really. But, like, they know they're doing it. Okay. No, you're right. There's truth. You know what I'm saying? Some players have gotten completely unfair media treatment, no doubt. So, because – but I also understand that you're an owner of your own business. Like, this is mine. If I want to trade a player, I should have the ability to be able to trade a player when I would want to do better for mine. And also, if if he is an asset to our business, Mm -hmm. my asset – is de- it's a depreciating asset, too. Okay. All right? I-, I hate to call us that, but that's how they look at us. We're depreciating <laughs> assets. and That's so cold. It is, bro. Cold world. I- that's how they freaking think. That is cold, think. man. That's how they freaking think. <laughs> that's All right? Cold. It's like, um, I mean, welcome to reality. All right? And so the depreciating asset, and I don't want it to depreciate anymore, so I'm going to make it sit down. See, but it just messed up, though, because two, if the player things. was like, I don't want to play until you trade me, he wrong for that. But here's my question to you. I, I, know, I know players want to play, man. I know they do. But, like, I work – you know, I, if, if, I, if, they, if my radio sta- – station, actually, they did. You know, but my radio station calls me and said, hey, we're not working today, but we're still going to pay you. Cool. I get a day off. Okay? Like, I, I'm still getting paid. I'm happy. Now, the other thing is – like, the, the thing that really bothered me about what Draymond said, uh, don't use James Harden as the example. You know, as guys getting dogged by the media. Please, like, that guy deserved every bit of the dogging that he got because of what he did. Now, it's his right to do it. But Draymond admitted that, though. Draymond was like. He said he dogged it. He definitely dogged it. But here's the other thing. If Boogie (laughs) Cousins is calling you out for being a shitty teammate, you're probably a shitty teammate. He was. Because if Boogie Cousins hasn't done it, he's at least seen it. And he knows what he's talking about. And he, he, was, he called him – if Boogie Cousins is calling you out, you know, for disrespecting the team. Boogie's get, older now. You get caught with strippers. You're out partying with strippers. No mask on, COVID yeah, pandemic. Right? You're dogging it on the floor. Yeah, you, uh, come on. Like, don't give me James Harden as the example. A. B. I understand, first of all, this, there's this new thing that's happening where we've seen players get sat for a night, maybe even two, if they're about to be traded. Right? I don't think it's okay to sit Andre Drummond for a week, two weeks, yeah, three yeah, yeah. weeks. If you're about, that, you, that's not right. Okay? But what's the solution here? How do you fix it? Because I, I got into like with some people that are like, well, yeah, play, it's a new era, play, player movement, players have the power, they have the leverage, and we know the NBA is a player's league. But like, if you can just, because you're unhappy, you know, force your way out of a situation whenever you want to, why do we even have contracts? You know, what, what is the entire business model of pro sports going to change? All I'm saying is people like air all kind of grievances about these things, mm-hmm. but no, nobody offers the solution. 
You know, these yep. are bi business practices that have been in place for a long time. Nobody's saying they can't improve, but you're talking about, well, if you're unhappy, you can just force your way out of a contract. Ha is that because so it's also it's a it's a weird place too, Kyle, because with the NFL, we don't have as much leverage because we don't have guaranteed contracts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But with the NBA or some other sports, with, baseball. With, with guaranteed contracts, it's a different playing field. Like, bro, I'm going to get my money if I take another swing, dive, shot. Fernando I'm, Tatis Jr. just played 160 games, and that man just got paid 340 guaranteed bro, million dollars. And you know what, Kyle? When I saw him sign a deal – I was like, bro, I think I could have got him like 400. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mookie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Tatis is a baller, dog. Yes. He is my favorite. But your, your point is absolutely spot on that these guys make guaranteed money, so there's not as yes, much leverage. Yes, it's, it's, it's a different feel. Now, the quarterbacks can do it. Right. Quarterbacks have, but certain quarterbacks can do that. Certain position players can do that until their value right, or their right. worth. Jared Goff's probably not going to wield that much power. I mean, um, you got a whitetail for me? I do. You want a little whitetail? Yeah, I do. I brought you your T-shirts for whitetail. My man's got his whitetail gear now, fresh. Well, it's not on today. This is my. Uh, well, no, not. I mean, boy, I'm sorry. My boy Rod's uh, shirt, man, the King's Child Clothing. Yeah, we were just we went hyper ADD on these people just now. My bad. I, <laughs> I don't have ADD, but my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually looking at. Uh, Brendan, your camera, bro. So, like, it, it's going off of the sound. You should probably talk into the mic so they can hear you. These oh, you're controlled with the phone. I thought it was going off. Of, I'm seeing that as, like, who's talking. It's, like, going by itself, and you're not doing it. It was kind of freaking me out for a second. Like, was it? Bro, this thing's this dude's next level right next now. Le you know what? So, the whole the thing with the camera. Have you, did you watch the Mars landing yesterday? No, Please I didn't. Tell I, I, I saw the highlights of it. Kyle. Okay, no, that's fine. I mean, I didn't mean did you watch the whole thing live. I didn't see it live either. <laughs> okay, I was like, bro. We just landed a rover on Mars. How many miles? Like three hundred. I think three hundred million miles away. I knew it was like, I knew it was a three, and it was millions. Three hundred. We just the NASA just. I say we like I had a hand in it. You know, NASA just landed a a rover three hundred million miles away on Mars surface, and it had like a chopper drone attached to it. Where obviously they're they're gonna um, you know go about mapping out the terrain and stuff, but like that thing's gonna be there forever. That's its forever home. But we just landed a rover on Mars yesterday, and I feel like not enough people give a shit about that. <laughs> like that's a really big deal, man. Like those are the things that 40 years ago the entire country was standing in front of the television together watching. You know moments that, and I don't even know if anybody yesterday. I don't know if half the people in America even noticed it as they were you know doom scrolling Twitter yesterday. Kyle. We landed a fucking rover on Mars. Not only that, but, I mean, we're the first. Ain't nobody else landed on Mars. I mean, red, white, and blue. That, yeah, ain't nobody else did that. Right. We did that. That's we a did big that. Deal. And I remember watching 60 Minutes, dude, like a year ago, and they had the dang, uh, what's your name, uh, Perseverance. They did like Perseverance, a right, right. Right? Did a special on it. I saw these things. They talked about the little jet that was going to roll out, the little airplane thing that yep. was going to fly behind. Just to kind of like take some pictures of Mars, all right? Like close-ups, real deal pictures. And they like the focus on this camera is unreal. The pixelated, ver Kyle, unreal. Like it can take a picture and you can see like a mountain, but they literally can zoom in on a mountain and like, almost see like uh, an ant or what a small dog would be like like that's how far they could zoom in to like they're going to like 
dissect and really try and figure out what's all there. It's Take really all cool. of what you just said into account. All of what you just said into account. Take, mm -hmm. Consider it all. We did that. NASA landed a rover on Mars yesterday, but Texas is telling me that, that, that windmills can't work in the winter. You know, <laughs> we got states. We're, we're, That's what? Um, we don't have a national rail service like, like Europe does. Right, we don't have you know nuclear power plants and the ability to, to dispose of nuclear waste all. But we can land a rocket. We can land a rover on Mars, 300 miles away. But we can't million. solve basic energy and climate issues here in America. Come on, man, it was we, incredible what we did yesterday. Yeah, and dang, we can't. We can do better at home, Kyle. Damn right, we can do better. Of course we can. And but um, like, just th think about that. I, I just hope, and I, I'm joking that not enough. I really hope everybody's seen it at this point. Yeah. Because if you haven't, it's incredible. Like mankind achieved that, and so you're thinking. I went back to what I said it's to really you earlier. Smart people. I mean, the fact that. Did you see how fast it had to slow down? How much it had to slow oh my down? God, dude. Just to make it into the atmosphere. Right. And then land it, with all these craters, everything like on a, terrain that you don't really know. You, don't, you don't know. We don't but know. We got to try and place it like a tissue paper. Just do you ever think about they said that's how you have to land it and then it would do its thing from there yes do you ever think about and we'll get back to that in what 10 years they said uh yes i believe i think that's i'd have to double Eight, check nine, that. 10 years something like that i think they're going to try and send something before they're going to try and send something back and then before the 10 years is up so is this the beginning of us trying to colonize other planets is that what this is I think it is, too. I mean, obviously, I mean, NASA will talk about that. I, some will talk about it openly. But like this, we're witnessing our first, I think, stage step into possibly colonizing other planets in the, in the universe. In space in general. Right. Absolutely. Other universes, too. I mean, that this isn't it, it really. It's pretty cool. Man. It was enormous yesterday. And I, I just don't feel like it's getting That's enough great. attention, man. You're right, Kyle. You are. Right. I, I didn't. I will probably read about it later on tonight. I'm going to be very intrigued. I watched it. it three times. I watched the entire – like, seeing the looks on those people's faces. They were so happy. Oh like, my the God. room was elated. Because you, you could have cut the tension with a knife. I mean, they, they all were, I'm sure, confident. I mean, they've been working years for this, Kyle, for this one day. Right. I mean, what's been going on for quite some time because it's been traveling. But this one right, – it's, it's going to be there. It's breaking through the atmosphere and, like, watching it go. So, question for you. Elon Musk, let's say SpaceX. I mean, there are more private companies that have already popped up. Three, four, five years from now, because we're in that window, I think. They start offering private space travel. You going? You signing up? To, to go to where? I don't know. The moon? No, I'm straight, bro. You're not, you don't want to go? Bro, I'd rather go to like. I'm not saying you should be on the first rocket. Yeah, I want to go to like Peru or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me go to South America. Like Machu Picchu, like, then the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm straight. Like, that's something that doesn't really excite me. I'm cool, because it only takes. I mean, I fly too, so I get it, but I, I really, that, I'm way away. I'm not seven years in that window, Kyle. No? I'm, no, I'm straight. That's like 90-year old Roman? Bro, that's. Because you could fire my old ass off into space if we're doing yeah, that yeah, 40 yeah. If years I'm from old, now. I'm like 80. Yes. Yeah, bro, I'll go up there then. Plus, I mean, you got to think we might be able to save money and, you know, just instead of burying people, tossing people into space. I mean, you never know. That, is, that you know, is cold, Kyle. What, what are you, we're dead <laughs> at that point. That's cold. All I'm saying is, like, you know, 80-year-old me, yeah, fire me into space. You know, I'll go check it out before you, I so die. So you'd rather be sent off that way? Yeah, I don't want to die in a hospital bed. I don't. I mean, I want to be fired into space. Uh, I want to go out like uh, Hunter S. Thompson and be fired out of a cannon. You know, I don't care. I, I'm dead at that point. I mean, or close to it. You know what I, I would I want to jump out of a plane you with no Kyle, parachute. If I, if I had to go out 
on a spaceship, and maybe I am just being on a tangent right now. I would definitely no. Jump I think out. how you want to die is a great conversation. I would jump out and I would do the the Marshawn Lynch, the hold my dick. <laughs> that one. I would do that one on the way out and just freeze, just oh, and I'd be gone. That would be how I'll go out. No, that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. I gotta be honest with you. Thank you, God. I appreciate it. Have you that ever jumped out of a plane? No, I would never You've jump never out of a plane. You would never parachute. No. Why? Why? I'm I'm fine. See, I feel like, like I'm I'm good. I feel like I've I don't need that rush in my life. I like, feel like you get two. It only windows. takes one time for the parachute not to work. Well, first of all, you get two windows to do that. When you're young and unattached, and then when you're old and in a retirement age, and you stop giving a damn. Because you True. can't do it when you have young kids, right? You can't take the chance of leaving your. At least most people don't. But like I, I would absolutely do it when I'm old. I, did, I don't want to die in a hospital bed. I mean, hell, I might get hit by a bus, so I mean, I have a choice in the matter. But like, no, if I get a choice in the matter, fire me to the moon, man. I want to go. I like that kind. I like that. But I'd actually never thought about that. Before. I'm, I'm not going to be on the first, probably let's say 50, you know, space travel offer. Hell, at that point, I'm assuming I could afford it at that point because it's going to be astronomical. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be like a million dollars a ticket for like the first couple years. But you know, people will put in their life insurance. Or oh, something. the Kardashians will be flying to space as soon as they get the opportunity. Oh, that'd be cool. They're, they're going to be all the, the wealthiest, especially when climate change really starts to get bad. They're going to start firing rich people to the moon. I mean, to the moon, but you can't live in the moon. We don't know that. We just inhabited Mars for the first time. We just yeah, dropped yeah. a rover on it. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Kyle. I mean, all I'm saying is, yeah, fire me to the sp I want to get out of here before the Earth burns up and before the robot wars start because the robot wars are coming too. Like Terminator. More or less. Like we're trying to actively wipe out our own species by creating these, you know, the AI, the, the robots. I mean, the robot wars are coming, man. The and the 12 gauge ain't going to get it done. The 12 <laughs> No, it's not. I mean, we're creating robots that are. Uh, the robot wars are coming, man. Do you not, th you not worry about the robot wars? No, Kyle. Ever. Okay. Brendan, do you ever think about the robot wars? He thinks about a lot. All right, so I'll take it. I'll take that he thinks about a lot. That crosses my mind sometimes. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. That dude is smarter than anyone should be. I, I, I think he's weird, dude. He is a strange guy. He's a strange he's guy. He's a strange guy. He's the only reason that I, I won't buy my wife a Tesla so far, I feel like. But you know we're not that far away from, you know, we're, we're driverless cars are here. Now, of course, the, like, the proliferation and the regulation of them are probably a ways away. But that and space travel and uh, what else am I thinking of? I mean, you're going to see people start implanting – that's exactly what exactly right. And planting chips and, you know, and what your cerebral cortex. And I mean, you're going to have. Yeah, dude, we're not that far away from a lot of these things are here. Oh, I'm not doing that. Some of the government research that's going Kyle, on. He, he's getting are you getting anxiety right now? I just I'm, I'm just ready. Next subject. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I'm just next subject. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I mean, you can keep talking. I'm no, just, no, I get it. I get it. It's not it's it's not that fun to think about, is it? No, I, is a scary thought? I got little ones. Am I scaring us to end this thing? No, nah, I don't think so. Okay, so what? Well, all right, this is what I want to talk about. What? Your Dodgers. Why? My Dodgers, too. You, no, they are not. Why? I like the Dodgers. And the Braves? I like the Braves more. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. But I root it. for the Dodgers. Okay, what do you want to know? I mean, they got picked to win a lot of games recently. They're really the, good. I mean, the they have a quarter billion dollar payroll. I would <laughs> hope so. I mean, they have a quarter. They, they buy. They, I think they, what? Yeah, it's $250 million, and I think the Yankees are the next closest at like 190 It's not even close. It's, it's actually kind of embarrassing. Like, I can't. I'm, I'm happy they won a World Series. I, I love them. My dad, I'm so glad he got to see a World Series. But I got a lot of people coming to my neck right now saying, oh, you're just going to go buy another World Series? Like, well, damn, I can't really say anything. They have a quarter billion dollar payroll. I don't know what I'm supposed to say to combat that. I will say this. They, they have had at times, like they have a really good farm system. And most of their, I'd say, well, a lot of their talent's homegrown. 
you know, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, uh, Cody Bellinger, um, a few others I'm not li- – but, I mean, a lot of their best talent is also homegrown. Right, right, so right. So it's not like they're just going out there and buying everybody on the free agent yeah, market. Yeah, they, they made the one really big good one. Oh, yeah. To bring in Mookie. Mookie and, Betts. And Trevor Bauer was yeah. big for this. They have, what, two th- – what, three Cy Young Award winners on the staff now, I believe? Oh. I mean, that's it's silly what they have. They have so many arms. They don't have room for all the guys in the bullpen. No. I mean, well, serious? yeah, they got too many. I, I say that, and, you know, three guys will get hurt to start the season. Right, but, like, right, right now, they're so loaded in the bull. There are guys in the bullpen who could be or probably in the next two or three years will be full-time starters somewhere else. You know, they're, they're that, that deep, man. But that's what money – they're the best team that, you know, that's money can buy, and the farm system has is, is helped as well. Boom, you got it. Yeah. This man wanted to get off of that topic so quickly. I jumped. And I don't blame you. I don't, it, it is a scary thing to think about. I jumped. I'm sorry, dude, I didn't mean to spook you. I mean, you went from – Calling our own death, like how we go out, how we gonna jump. To well, didn't you bring that one up? No, you brought that one up about. Th- I said space. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, the, the the real deal here before we get out of here is, uh, I don't know when we're gonna do this again. We might do it next week. Um, we might be. Yeah, a, man. Might be a couple weeks. It because so I'm Kyle, six days out from the due date. Are you ready? Are you excited about this? I'm pretty time? stoked. Are you understanding the pressure that's gonna be with the first? Right. Luckily, your wife is already on board. Yep. All right, it's not going to buy a whole bunch of, like, stuff. A lot of We're not going to buy just tons of toys and just a lot, right? Yeah, that, right. Those have been the rules. No, that, yes, exactly because, that. Because, you know, we overbought for our first. Like, London got everything. So I, not bought all, I bought all kinds of shoes. I mean, the Joker don't even walk, bro. Baby J's. Like, you're spending. Man, all, all of them. Luckily, I had another one, and then you could just pass I mean, they're it babies. Down. I mean, you can hand them fresh produce in an empty cardboard box, and they'll have the time of their lives, they, right? They, if you give them a toy, like you said the video earlier, Kyle, if you give them a toy and just something else, they're going to play with the something else. Like, they don't need a lot. Mm, I'm excited. All right, well, again, we, we might be back next week. It might be a couple of weeks. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. She's six days out. but uh, Text I, me. Um, keep me in the loop, man. Will do. Bless, be safe. Will do. We'll talk to you next time, whenever that is, hopefully soon. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you then. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard. Be nice to each other. Brendan.